0: do your due diligence on the front end, know what you're getting into, especially from the insurance side. Make sure that you do a little bit of research, try to gather as much information about the property that you're purchasing
1: before you go into an agreement. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well, one of our previous Best Ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal Best Ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out, go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money. On your deals, go check it out. FundNatFlip.com forward slash best ever. That's F U N D T H A T F L I P.com forward slash best ever. You're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success. You're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short term investing to capitalize on the market cycle. And seven concrete, actionable tips to make more money on your deals. FundThatFlip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We've interviewed Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many others. We don't get into any fluffy stuff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. With us today, we have someone who has a lot of experience in not only the real estate world, but the insurance world of real estate. We're going to talk about that. How are you doing, Sean Whittle? Doing great. Thanks for having me today. Great to have you on the show. And a little bit about Sean he is the Senior Vice President of National Real Estate Insurance Group and REI Guard. He's a lead sales generator for the nation's leading provider of insurance to residential real estate investor market. He's been speaking all over the place with an emphasis on commercial and residential property insurance. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And he's based in Kansas City, Missouri. You can say hi to him at his company's website, which is in the show notes page. Just click through there and check it out. With that being said, Sean, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
0: Absolutely, thanks. You know, kind of piggyback off what you said. National Real Estate Insurance Group is a exclusive national agent for the REI Guard Insurance Program, which was really developed about seventeen years ago. Built specifically by investors for investors. So we developed a program really to be unique to the individual needs that investors face from an insurance perspective. With that being said, you know our program has the ability to accommodate on these locations that, that may be going through any of the three phases of occupancy. So occupied, vacant, rehab, a combination of the three, you know, essentially what we're able to do is is we build a master schedule that fits an investor's business model, regardless of what that consists of. We're active in all 50 states, and we allow you to work on monthly reporting. So you only pay for the coverage you need for the time that you need it. No minimum earned premiums, no long-term commitments. It's essentially really a pay-as-you-go program that was built specifically for the investor in mind. My background specifically for about the, the past seven or eight years prior to coming on board with National Real Estate Insurance Group was focusing on larger habitational risks, apartment complexes throughout the country. So a couple of the owners and myself go back about 10 years to where we actually started our businesses together. And about two years ago, we merged it, merged books, and, and really drove the focus home for, for residential investment properties.
1: You speak on commercial and residential property insurance. What are some of the topics that you speak on?
0: That's an interesting question. And just so you know, at, in the insurance world, commercial and residential are really one and the same. So for an investor that's looking for insurance for an investment property, they're going to need a commercial type policy. Residential is really reserved for homeowners policies or owner occupied types of locations. So what we do, you know, typically what we like to do is we go around the country and we debunk really what's called the 13 insurance myths for the residential real estate investor. So, especially, you know, we've got a program that consists of about 60,000 locations for about 14,000 investors. So the average investor in our program has about four to five locations. So we get in on the front end with these newer investors and really try to become a trusted advisor more than a salesperson to them, really helping them educate them on what they need on their insurance to best protect their assets based on what their individual business model is.
1: What are some of the myths?
0: the big one I really wanted to talk about today where we can really get bang for our buck is the fact that is all policies and coverages are created equally. So hopefully on the front end, when you have an investor that you're starting out and you're wanting to get the best cash flow for your property, you're going through several different agents or brokers that represent several different companies to look at some quote options or proposal options to figure out where your best price is going to be. But it's important to know that not everything's created equally. So there's a lot of times that we'll, we'll get on the front end and, and talk to an investor and say, you know, Hey, Sean, everything looks great. Your proposal looks awesome, but it's, it's 30% more than what I've got over here through Joe Mutual. And then I say, you know, what I'd like to do is do a full coverage comparison, let you know where we're different, where they're different, and really give you the best advice moving forward. Well, that 30% difference may come from a number of different areas, but the most common thing I see is that maybe we're offering a special form type policy and the one we're going against would be a basic form option, which, by the way, is about a 30% difference per year in cost. So you really want to think uh, uh, from an investing perspective as how much risk you're willing to take on as an owner.
1: What's different yeah, special form and basic?
0: Special form is really considered all risk coverage. Unless there are really specific exclusions that are listed on your policy, then coverage is afforded to you in the event a loss occurs. Regardless of who you purchase it from, there's really six standard exclusions off of special form policies. They're going to be mold and fungus wear and tear, sewer and drain backup, earthquake, flood, and intentional tenant damage. Depends where the the property is located. If it's tier one or tier two county worth coastal capacity or coastal exposure, you may have a hurricane exclusion on there as well. Basic form is a little bit different. Basic form comes with a few additional exclusions that we always like to point out and make our investors aware of, but again, can save you 30% per year if you're willing to accept those. One of those is gonna be theft coverage. If you think of theft, really it's air conditioning units, copper being ripped out of the walls. Your possessions as the owner, nothing to do with your tenant's possessions. They would need a renter's policy to cover their property. And then you're going to have weight of ice, sleet, or snow. So again, depending on where your property is located in the country, it may not be an issue for you. Water damage, which if you think of water damage, think of it really as coverage for frozen and burst pipes in the wintertime is the most common thing we see and then falling objects. So it could be a random tree branch that's not associated with a wind or hail event. It could be space junk to something off an airplane. So those are really the four major differences. And if you're willing to self-insure those last four that i mentioned, you may want to look at a basic farm option as a better, more cost-effective measure for you as your business.
1: If you self-insure those four, instead of having them in the special form, you're still paying a premium or, or still paying on those, aren't you?
0: You're still paying a premium, but it would be a lesser premium because obviously you're credited for not having those perils included. Mm, Got it. It would be cheaper. Yeah. So, and another piece to that, just to kind of piggyback is we always try to find out really what the investor's particular business model would be in the event of a total loss. What would their plan be? So would they build the property, God forbid it burns the ground, would they want to rebuild it or would they cash out, sell the land and move on and buy a couple more like it? And that really drives me to the next point, which would be looking at a replacement cost policy as opposed to an actual cash value policy again about a 25 to 30 percent difference of cost and really if you're looking at one option and we'll go through a claims example that really explains this further but if you're looking one direction where you actually would not rebuild the property replacement cost is probably overkill on the actual coverage that you're carrying and you're paying more than what you'd ever recover in the event of a loss so actual cash value really figures depreciation into the settlement of your claim, okay? So you have an adjuster comes out at the time of the loss. They figure out how much useful life was left and what was damaged. So they can figure the depreciation to figure into your claim. Replacement cost really just simply gives you the ability to go back and recoup that depreciation that was initially levied against you. But in order to do that, you actually have to make the repairs to the property. So if you would not make the repairs on a total loss, There's no reason to have it. Now, I would say concern yourself with the total losses because partial losses, those can typically be rebuilt by an investor for quite a bit less than what a Lloyds of London or a State Farm thinks you can. Reason being is you usually have some pretty good contacts. Either you're a general contractor yourself or you've got some buddies that are and aren't paying retail for labor or materials. I can tell you that probably 60 to 65% of the individuals in our program specifically that are on replacement cost coverage that suffer a partial loss Never come back and recoup the depreciation that would have been initially taken from them. Not because they don't want to, because that actual cash settlement was more than enough to make them whole again.
1: Mm -hmm. Going back to the special form versus basic form, what would the approach that you'd recommend someone take when deciding between the two?
0: To me, theft is the major driver behind that. Being on a monthly reporting, it allows you, like what we offer... You can add, change, and, and delete your coverages whenever you want to. So, I mean, you may start with basic form, sleep on it, and move to special when the, when the temperature starts to break. But I would really consider that. We do a couple of pieces in our program as internal underwriting pieces that really try to help the investor make that decision. Rather than going back and going out and actually inspect each one of the locations, which would be impossible to do – We utilize a tool called RentFax, which is a great tool for an out-of-state investor to use that may be doing some purchasing across the country, because really what it does is provides a FICO score for the property. So it scores a location between 1 and 100 against other locations in the immediate area and against the national average on a number of factors, so like median income in the area, crime, vacancy, to name a few. Then based on how your location scores, really determines what property coverages we can offer you from an insurance perspective. So if a location were to score a 40 to 60 or even higher, the chances of a theft occurring are probably pretty slim. That's a very solid location, good neighborhood, low vacancy, good rent, probably more owner-occupied location than maybe rentals. So maybe that's not a huge issue. So we might say, hey, if you're okay self-insuring that piece, basic form might be a better option. The average location in our program scores about a 30 to a 40. That's considered a strong neighborhood, good rents, low vacancy. Once you dip below that, you may want to look at special form if it's available to you because the chances of that occurring may be a little bit higher. Ultimately, it's all about risk and how much the owner wants to take on and what they're comfortable with.
1: What's one more myth?
0: I really would like to touch on liability and self-insuring that piece because investors come to us all shapes and sizes and with all different business models and say, you know what, I don't need to worry about liability coverage. I'm going to go ahead and self-insure it, which is entirely too risky on the liability side. So property is a little bit different. Everybody self-insures to a certain extent. So the deductible you carry is really the amount that you're willing to self-insure. But if you pick up a location for ten or $15,000 and you say, you know what, if it burns to the ground, I'm willing to eat that, no big deal. Self-insure the property. Never self-insure on the liability side because the second that happens and you have a slip and fall or a personal injury claim happen, it can really damage or cost your business altogether because liability is really the unknown. A couple of coverages that you really want to look for on your liability that we offer that are typical exclusions that are kind of difficult to get in terms of coverages. One is coverage for canine or dog bites with no breed exclusions. So it'd be great if you told your tenants no pit bulls and they always listened, isn't always the case. So typically what you're gonna find is a full canine exclusion or at least the top eight or nine vicious breeds, which either one can be damaging to an investor. So we actually provide that coverage for you with no breed exclusions. And the second one's pretty unique and something you probably never think about, and that's carbon monoxide or pollution coverage. Just about every liability policy that's out there gives you what's called a total pollution exclusion. So if you were to have a tenant get sick or worse from carbon monoxide, there's a great chance you're on your own to defend that loss, which as you can imagine, get very expensive very quick. So we bought that coverage back into our liability policy to include coverage up to the policy limits for any pollutant that emanates from a heating source. If that were to happen and you're insured with us, you have coverage. The reason I say that, that liability is so risky is, again, it's really unknown. And we always like to give the example and think, you know, let's just say you have a tenant at your location that's maybe lived there for 10, 15 years. She's a great tenant, always pays rents on time, and she happens to call you one day and says she tripped and she fell on the steps. She can't afford to go to the doctor, right? She can't pay the medical bill. So you decide to be a good landlord, and you know what? She's been a great tenant. I'm going to go ahead and pay you to the and well, you go to the doctor, and I want you to get you checked out. So she does. A couple weeks later, you get that phone call again that she's still not feeling well. So you know what? I'll do it again. Go ahead and get back to the doctor. I want you to feel better. But you're thinking to yourself, wow, if this doesn't get any better. This is going to get pretty expensive out of pocket to me. Well, the third time that your client notifies you what's going on, it's actually from her grandson who just happens to be an attorney who says, <laughs> Hey, you probably want to put your liability carrier on notice because my grandma's not feeling any better. And she hurt herself at your property. At That point you say, okay, you're going to go ahead and turn it into your liability carrier, which is the right move to make on the front end because what will happen now is because you've attempted to settle that claim on your own by, helping her along and pay those doctor bills, your liability carrier can decline that claim. You diminish their ability to defend and settle that loss. So you've actually got an obligation on the front end, on the liability side, regardless of who your carrier is, that even at the potential of something occurring or the potential of a lawsuit happening, you need to notify them. These carriers have full defense teams that are set up to help you as an investor. And that's part of what you pay for in your premium. Mm -hmm. So make sure you always notify them. Don't ever attempt to settle a liability loss out of pocket. And even if you're just flipping a location, and you've got liability exposure for a day or two weeks or even a month, purchase liability coverage for the time that you've got ownership interest in the property. Mm-hmm. And on ours, the liability cost in our program for a million dollars of coverage is runs you between 8 and $10 per unit per month. So it's a very inexpensive coverage to add or to have, and it can literally save you millions of dollars if something were to happen.
1: Yeah, that's a no-brainer. I'm glad that you mentioned the approach of not trying to settle it if someone slips and falls, you've got to just treat it like a business because so often, especially some of the best ever listeners who maybe have a couple properties and they have a personal relationship with their residences, they'd likely be more inclined to do that versus someone who has a bunch of properties and they treat it more like a business because they think, oh, you know, I, I think it's fine. I know them. But as you said, it can be a slippery slope and then you put yourself in a tough situation because your carrier can decline it. And I didn't know that, but they can actually decline it because you attempted to resolve it.
0: Right. And, you know, kind of to touch on that liability point a little bit further, if you don't mind, is one of the myths that we go into is it worth it for me to hire a handyman to do the repairs on my property. But it's important for an investor to know that that's a risk that they have to be willing to take because no premises liability policy that are available to investors to cover their investment properties Extend liability coverage to a handyman or a family member that just offers to paint the house for you. Or if you negotiate decreased rent for your tenant to be able to do some repairs on your home for you. If they are to injure themselves on your property, you're on your own. Your liability does not extend to those parties. What your liability would extend to is you know, if you have a kid that randomly just runs across your property, trips and falls. Or if you have a tenant or a potential tenant that's, that's walking through your home, trips and falls. Something that you're being negligent for. So we always recommend, and it's a little bit difficult to a newer investor because it can get kind of pricey, is working with a licensed general contractor. And when you actually interview these GCs or have them visit your property to get bids, we always say, hey, before they even step foot on your property, have them give you a couple pieces of information that help you feel better about it for the risk you're taking on. One is gonna be their coverage for their general contractor's liability policy, which is gonna provide coverage for if the GC in question does something negligent on your property, they get themselves or someone else injured. And the second is really their proof of workers' compensation coverage. So if they have a staff with them and they're not just doing the work themselves, they need to have workers' comp coverage. So if they have one of their work crew that severs a finger or something like that, it actually provides coverage for them. Go a step further and actually require that they list your entity, whether it's an LLC, if the property's in your personal name, have them list your entity as additional insured on their general contractor's liability policy for the time they're working at your property going to extend coverage to you if they do something negligent, and it kind of gets you out of the way and provides coverage for you without you having to go back on your liability policy. Now, your premises liability policy will extend defense costs to you, but that's really the extent of it because you've really got no exposure. You did nothing wrong. Those policies are nice in the respect that they're very fluent. They're able to change additional insurance whenever they want to, so those carriers are expecting that. So it's not an out-of-the-ordinary request for you to make as an owner. Same thing on the workers' comp, they can provide the certificate to you very easily. The certificates that are provided give you a couple of nice pieces of information. It gives you both the carrier that actually is ensuring the risk, but at the same time gives you the local agent that actually sold the policy to your GC. So they've all got the contact information. So go a step further, request by email and just say, hey, just want to make sure that this policy is still in good standing and good force. Because the certificates that they get, the GC that can provide to you are going to show coverage for a full year. But by getting that certificate for the full year, they only normally have to pay one to three months of coverage up front. So if they let their policy last by not paying their bill, there's no way for you to be notified. Go a step further, take that extra step, get it in writing, email that agent, just request that they provide you with proof that the policy is still in force, and they'll do that for you.
1: Phenomenal information. Thank you for sharing that. It's helpful for me personally, because with apartment communities, we come across situations like this where people just want to work and you got to approach it the way that a business owner should approach it. And that's going through the formal process, even though GCs will probably complain about having to show these documents and then probably complain about doing the additional insured step. How much in practical terms, what does the GC have to do to get it additionally insured? And is that any cost out of pocket to them?
0: No. Majority of carriers will do that at no charge. I've seen a few of them that may charge 50 bucks, but majority of those will do it no charge because they understand it's kind of the nature of the business. It's a very simple request. You just provide the GC with your LLC or your named insurer that's really on this location they're going to be working at. And they just shoot that right over to their agent and they request to a carrier. It's, it can happen really in 30 minutes. It's very simple.
1: And what document do you look for to make sure that that's happened?
0: So they would provide you with a revised certificate of liability insurance. So one of two things, the certificate of liability insurance similar to what an investor would get to show their property and liability coverages would show their general contractor's limit of liability for this policy. So it'll give you the policy number It'll give you the limits of insurance, the million dollar per occurrence, hopefully with the $2 million aggregate, which is really the minimum you should ever insure a property for that you should request from a GC. But the bottom left hand side of that certificate is actually gonna show the additional insurance. That's where their entity would be listed. If they've given you a full policy and you're looking at a 80 page document that's a full insurance policy, What they would provide to you is an endorsement page, which is fairly simple. would just say it's understood that the following entity is listed as additional insured and your entity would be listed there. So it would be one of the two things they provide you.
1: What's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: Probably do your due diligence on the front end. Know what you're getting into, especially from the insurance side. Make sure that you do a little bit of research. Try to gather as much information about the property that you're purchasing before you go into an agreement. And the reason I say that is because insurance companies are really all like big brother. They're all sharing information. So you may go to your local agent down the street and say, Hey, I'm picking up one, two, three main street. They provide you with a quote and Hey, it's 500 bucks a year and you bind it and you've got coverage enforced. Legally an insurance company can go back up to 30 to 60 days, depending on the state and try to dig up and do their due diligence and find out what's going on at the property. And if they uncover some losses that occurred prior to you taking ownership that maybe you didn't know about one of two things is going to happen. They may uncover a couple of wire losses and a fire loss that occurred. You're going to get a, a certified letter in the mail, one of two things is going to say. It's either going to say, hey, we'll stay on risk, but you didn't let us know about these three occurrences that happened before you took ownership, so your premium just went from $500 to $1,500 because of the increased risk or exposure, or the worst of the two is, hey, we're going to have to cancel coverage. You didn't let us know about this. They call it material misrepresentation, whether it's on purpose or not. So really do your due diligence. Now, there's ways for a, an investor to do that. If you're purchasing a location from a homeowner, so it's coming off of a, a homeowner's policy and going to an investor that you're going to use as a rental, you need to get a CLUE report, which is a Comprehensive Loss Underwriting Exchange Report. And you can purchase these for about 10 to 12 bucks from a data company. We always recommend LexisNexis. It's pretty easy for them to do. It just says, hey, if you have ownership interest in the property, you can purchase a report and find out what the background is on the property. Insurance companies do the same thing. If you're purchasing an investment property from another investor that was already using as an investment property, you want to get a loss run report, very similar to the clue report, but it's going to come directly from the carrier that's on risk. Either one of these reports give you a pretty accurate snapshot of what the loss history is at the location. So it's going to give you the type of loss, the date, the approximate payout, if there's anything in reserves, meaning the property loss isn't closed yet and they expect more damages. And the deductible at the time. So the insurance company can kind of weight the risk based on what the payouts were in the past.
1: You've given a lot of insights that it's going to save some best ever listeners money, time, and emotional stress. That's for sure.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And what I'd like to go ahead and offer to everyone, Joe, that's listening is a free insurance consultation really for their existing coverages. Myself or one of my team can let them know really where their holes are and their existing coverage, what they might want to request from their current agent. And if they feel that the REI Guard and National Real Estate Insurance Group is the right fit for them, we'd be happy to do a proposal for them as well. But initially on the front end, really just education. Hey, this is where you've got that are good. This is where you could, you could potentially be harmed and we could go from there.
1: Sounds good. We'll get to the contact info at the very end. You ready for the best ever lightning round?
0: Yep, go for it.
1: All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com. Best ever book you've read? Wow. Uh, I'll
0: tell you right now. How the Mighty Fall.
1: Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it?
0: Personal growth was probably merging with the National Real Estate Insurance Group a couple of years ago uh, and learned how to be a true insurance professional
1: best ever way you like to give back?
0: Probably through local charitable organizations here in Kansas City that we work with through the holidays.
1: What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in business?
0: Not merging with NREG sooner than I did.
1: And here we go. I promised you this. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you?
0: You can reach me by email, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at REIGARD.com, or 816 398 eight one six three nine eight Four zero nine six, or I'll give you our toll-free number, which is 888-741-8454.
1: Really appreciate the time that you spent with us today. One of the insights that I got from it was never self-insure on the liability side. A couple of things that you mentioned to look for. On that note, one is carbon monoxide, which your company actually insures, as well as coverage for dog bites where there's no breed exclusions. That's something that I know firsthand that a lot of insurance companies don't have. And then also the GC being used for our properties, whether it's a single family house and you're having a buddy come help out or a buddy's buddy help out. Or maybe it's a small apartment building and you have someone, a resident working off their rent in exchange for hammering some nails in drywall or painting an apartment building, you've got to make sure that we go through the GC route and make sure that they are insured properly. I love that you got specific with us as far as what we should ask for. One is the proof of workers' compensation coverage. Two is the coverage for the GC's general liability policy. It shows the carrier as well as the local agent, then follow up with them to make sure that it is still in effect. And you can request that via email. And then the third is they require that they list your entity as additional insured for your G C policy. And you said that can be as little as a thirty minute task with little or perhaps 50 bucks cost to them and that can easily be negotiated. So a lot of good stuff. Thank you for being on the show, sharing your best advice, best ever listeners, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Great. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it very much.
1: Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.